Hello and welcome to Candid, where we never settle for less than the truth. I'm your host, Jonathan Youssef. Each week, we will tackle tough issues, we will answer your hard questions, and take a candid look at the Christian faith. A few weeks ago, I shared a candid conversation interview that I did with Gino Geraci. In that episode, I shared that I met Gino while a guest on his popular radio talk show, Crosswalk, on KRKS Radio out of Denver, Colorado. A few of you have mentioned wanting to hear this program, so we thought we would post it on Candid Conversations. It was fun to be on the other side of the microphone for a minute, but in the meantime, I think I will focus more on interviewing than being interviewed. I hope you enjoy this episode of Candid Conversations. I know a place where we can go to lay the troubles down, eating your soul. I know a place where mercy flows, take the stains, make it wider than snow. Like a tide, it is rising up deep inside a current that moves and makes you come alive. Living water that brings the dead to life. This is Crosswalk. With Gino Geraci. We're going down to the river, down to the river, down to the river to pray. Hey, good afternoon and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gino Geraci. So glad you could join me on the program Crosswalk with Gino Geraci. There's a reason why we call the program Crosswalk. It really is the intersection of Christian faith and Christian living. This is where doctrine meets duty. Belief Meets Behavior, this is the program with you in mind, where we try to ask and find answers to the questions that you care the most about, questions about God and the historical Jesus, questions about the Bible, questions about worldviews and world religions. But from time to time, we have authors, artists, guests who are making a difference in the body of Christ and the kingdom of God. And joining me is Jonathan Youssef, and he, of course, is one of the sons of Michael Youssef, who we've had on, who is the pastor of the uh, Church of the Apostles in in Georgia, and Jonathan Yusuf is the director of intergenerational ministries. He, of course, is also the voice of a podcast called Candid. <laughs> Jonathan Yusuf, welcome to the program. Thank you, Gino. So good to be with you. Well, as I listened to your candid conversations with Jonathan Youssef, there was a couple of things that I I thought about, Jonathan. You and I have something in common, even though you might think, well, what could I possibly have to do in common with an old guy? Well, you and I share something. Your father is from a different country in the Middle East, and my father is from a Mediterranean island called Sicily. So like you, I'm first generation. Look at that. So I know what... Do you have siblings? Yes, I do. I have uh, brothers and sisters. All born in the U.S.? All born in the United States. My my father and my grandfather came here after World War II. My father was from the island of Sicily. And of course, you probably know that the Germans and the Italians were allies in the war. And so when the Americans invaded Sicily, my father and grandfather made the decision to come to these great United States of America. So I know what it's like to grow up with a dad who uh, has an accent, but (laughs) made a difference in the whole world. (laughs) Wonderful. 
Well, in fact, you know, I'm actually the only American born in my family. How interesting. Apart, apart from uh, children and spouses. So uh, all my siblings were born in, in Australia. My oh, mother wow. is Australian. Um, and yet I'm the only one that's gone to live in Australia uh, as an adult out of all four of us. So did you have any problems getting in since your mother was an Australian citizen? Well, so actually, Dad did his theological training in Australia. It's actually the country that he immigrated to when he escaped oh, wow. uh, from Egypt. And um, so that's where, if you're, if you're picking up on Dad's accent, it's not just an Egyptian accent. It's an Egyptian via Australian accent. So See, he'll say things like Isaiah. 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 <laughs> so that's his, that's his Australian influence. In fact, early on, he spoke with such a thick Australian accent. And Australia during that time period in the 70s had what they called the, the white Australia policy, which was that they didn't allow a lot of, uh, of immigrants into the country. And so when people would see a man with quite dark skin speaking with a thick Australian accent, there's a, a, a dad tells a story of a lady who would just giggle because she'd never seen anything like it or heard anything <laughs> like it. Um, so, yeah, so for me, in fact, growing up, the ongoing joke in our family was dad would say, you're the only one that can be president. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> I know that he loves the United States of America. Absolutely. And, and I know that you um, met your wife working at Leading the Way, your, your dad's uh, ministry, the radio and television ministry. In 2015, you married your bride, Lindsay. You moved to Sydney, Australia. How did that experience prepare you for being on staff and being the director of intergenerational ministries at the Church of the Apostles? Yeah, you know, Gina, it was really um, an invaluable experience. It was just a great training ground for us. Um, one, it was fantastic in that um, when you're first married— you understand the, the weight that uh, family can bear in on, on relationship in a good way and in bad ways. Uh, that can kind of go both ways. But sure. um, one of the things that we greatly appreciated was actually growing together away from that environment. So mm -hmm. we weren't influenced by um, siblings or parents or uh, in any capacity. And it really, it really forced us to grow together as a couple. Now, layer on top of that, um, the rich training I was getting. So I worked with um, an Anglican church uh, in Sydney mm -hmm. and um, was under a, a fantastic senior rector and, and just getting to know the culture, seeing how church can function, not only in a, in a, in a separate part of the world, but with an entirely different culture. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, the cultural influences, you know, Australia is really in a, in a very much a post-culture uh, setting. Sure, a post-Christian um, culture, sure. Right. So what we would see was, you know, in the, in the U.S., you will find older parents whose kids are maybe in high school or college, and they're saying, we are praying so hard for our kids. We feel like they're, they're lost. We don't know where they are. We, they don't seem to be pursuing the things of the Lord. We go to Australia, and I have young people who are coming to know Christ and coming to me and saying, my parents don't know Christ, and I don't know what to do about it. Mm. Well, gosh, I, I'm not equipped for that, because I've only experienced the opposite end of that spectrum. Mm. Uh, and so I was really 
learning on the on the on the go there um, what that looks like. And I and I actually had the opportunity to minister to some parents of kids who were so desperate for their parents to see, know, and understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it was, in a sense, it was refreshing. You know, the other thing is that the church there, when people are walking in through the doors, they're there for a reason. There's no cultural benefit for them being there. There's no political benefit. There's nothing that serves them in that setting apart from a deeper relationship, the corporate gathering. So you would find people gathering together for more of the right reasons than you would maybe find in, you know, what we describe as sort of the Bible Belt in the U.S., where people are just going out of habit or cultural, uh, you know, and we're obviously seeing America move in a different trajectory away from that. But you really found a, a community of people who were uh, authentic. They were hungering for the word. They were desperate for it. It was the foundation of all that they were. And so I'm able to kind of take that and the lessons I'm learning from there and come to the U.S. Uh, equipped. You know, I thought when I went to Australia, I, I had a big head and I thought, you know, this sort of medium-sized Anglican church, I'm going to show them what, you know, what the American church looks like and what makes us strong and what, what gives us the strength. And what I realized was, I know very little. In fact, I, I, I seem to know nothing. Uh, but I, I ended up walking away with a, a treasure of, of riches and resources. Um, and now I feel like I'm, I'm better equipped to minister uh, here, in particular at Church of the Apostles in Atlanta, where we are now. Right. My guest is Jonathan Youssef. He's at the Church of the Apostles. He also has a, a weekly Leading the Way podcast candid conversations with Jonathan Youssef. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the generation, if you will, of that particular broadcast. We'll be right back. This is Crosswalk with Gino DeRacy. of life, speak to my weary heart, strengthen my broken parts. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. My guest is Jonathan Youssef. He is, of, of, of course, the youngest son of Michael Youssef, who is the popular radio and television voice on Leading the Way. And Jonathan Youssef um, has a podcast called Candid Conversations with Jonathan Youssef. And uh, it's a part of the arm, I guess, of Leading the Way podcast. And before we went to the break, Jonathan, we were talking a little bit about your background, um, your marriage, um, the time spent in Australia, you come back to the United States, I take it, and to Atlanta. Was that in 2019? Uh, yeah, the end of 18. So the end of 18, the beginning of 2019, you are uh, working in the ministry again with uh, the, the Church of the Apostles. And of course, this pandemic is going to hit in March of 2020. The whole world is going to be affected by it. Yeah. As you were working at Church of the Apostles, tell, tell us a little bit about the genesis, the origin of candid conversations with Jonathan Yusuf. How did it come into existence? What were you thinking, and, and uh, how did that all come about? <laughs> As is often the case in the way that God moves, I wasn't thinking. <laughs> as I'm sure you can attest to, um, you know, really what happened was Dad had sort of set this vision for leading the way ministries, mm-hmm. and um, 
one of the pillars of sort of looking forward that he was looking for was being intentional and pursuing the next generation. Mm-hmm. So, so how do you engage um, a younger demographic, a younger audience with truth, with gospel clarity, uh, with these things, you know, and your, and your spokesperson seems to be, you know, as a person in his early seventies, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that, that can, that can present somewhat of a challenge. So they said, well, why don't we engage you, uh, and use you and, and have you considered doing a podcast? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not, um, I wasn't very fluent in podcast language. Uh, I don't know if I'd ever actually listened to a podcast. I'd heard a lot of people <laughs> talk about podcasts, but I had never really sort of engaged with it and, and been enveloped into that world. Um, I will say I have, I've been adopted into that world now and, um, I'm greatly enjoying it, but really that was the impetus. That was the thought process was mm. we're going to be intentional about considering the next generation. But, you know, as, as again, in God's providence, these things, what I found was we, we may be kind of geared slightly to a, a younger demographic, a younger mm-hmm. generation, but the, the things that we're talking about, and, and you've mentioned you're starting a podcast as well or have started one, right. um, these issues are not unique to a generation, these are issues that are timeless. Um, now, some issues will be particularly geared towards uh, what we're facing in this particular time and age. But essentially, the relationality of mankind to God and His Word, that will always be the way things are until yeah, Christ returns. It seems to me, I've listened to your dad over the years, and he's been very clear about creation the fall, redemption, reconciliation, looking at things from the Bible. How do I interpret what I'm seeing? How do I ask and answer the questions of what's ultimately real? Who are we? What's the fundamental problem that human beings face? And so what you're saying is that across the generations, they're asking the same question. They're still looking for a biblical answer Jonathan Yusuf, one of the things that's interesting about your your generation is they have a choice. They go, you know what? I don't have to go to ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox News, or CNN. I am going to get my information on my terms. So as the podcast is being born, as as you're starting the candid conversations with with Jonathan Yusuf, what's been the the biggest challenge? Uh, Well... (laughs) As I'm sure you you know, it's feeding the machine. Right. Um, when you start something, you you have to keep going. Right. And, uh, my team will tell you when we started. Um, I'm not a naturally uh, optimistic person. I, I I would tell you I'm a realist, but mm-hmm. I'm sure it would be more interpreted as a pessimist. <laughs> um, but but I sort of thought I don't know how, you know I don't know if I know enough people to interview or topics that I personally can talk about at great length to make this thing actually keep going. Well, you've already alluded to the fact that we we hit this pandemic, and not only the pandemic, but you have a flood of topics and right, issues flood. Um, th- that are overwhelming everyone, society. Uh, I mean, you you look at the way that the the non-U.S. countries look at America and they just think, my goodness, like, could they have another issue that they have to deal with? Um, and so with all of that, 
while early on we thought, gosh, will we even get to one year of broadcasting? We've easily soared, you know, beyond that. Now we're into our second year. Yeah, and and, and I obviously listened to the the podcast that you did with John Stone Street. He is he's no slouch. I mean, you know, one of the directors <laughs> of of you know the Colson Center for Public Policy. Who've been some of the uh, you we, off air? We were talking a little bit about John Lennox. Did you have an opportunity to uh, interview John Lennox? So no, not John Lennox, but I've had um, one of his uh, contemporaries in some sense, um, David Robertson. So okay. David Robertson is a is um, uh, a Scotsman uh, who was preaching at um, I think it's St. Peter's Free Church, which is the church uh, in Dundee, Scotland, which is where Sinclair Ferguson uh-huh. I think, is currently, um, uh, and it's uh, Robert Murray McShane's church. If of that course, Robert Murray McShane. <laughs> Have you ever uh, been there? So Have you been to that church? I haven't. The the, um, the, the, fact, the tour guide in Scotland. So. The tour guide will take you there. He'll show you the desk and go. This is where Mister McShane. He would pour over the scripture and he would weep and weep and weep. But keep going. Well, and McShane. I mean, if you know anything about the the amount of works that he's done and and the thought process, and then you find out that he passed away in his thirties. And right. You, what have I done with my life in that time frame? <laughs> right. Um, it can be quite convicting. Uh, but anyway, so 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 David Robertson. Uh oh! Did we disconnect? Helping churches think uh, a, a little bit more uh, evangelistic focus, um, apologetics focused in some sense. Uh, but he's been a great friend. We've had him on the program uh, a, a couple of times. Wow! You know, one of the things I felt like I was bringing to a primarily American audience. So apparently I've been told we've been to 95 countries, uh, which still astounds me to this day. Um, but what I've done is I've taken a lot of these really deep thinking, careful Christians from Australia uh-huh. who, may, who may not be known in a lot of other spheres. And, and I've sort of given them hopefully some exposure into, uh, into the U.S., um, and really getting some clear thoughts and some helpful things from them to equip people. So it's it's been a, a great pleasure. Well, I know that there's a lot of places to listen to your podcast. I mean, they can go to Spotify.com. Um, there's lo- where where would you suggest people can go to find out more about Jonathan yeah. Yusuf and about Candid Conversations with Jonathan? Yeah. Yusuf? So. So really, whatever your favorite podcast platform is, um, just start typing in Candid Conversations with Jonathan Youssef, and I am 100% sure you will not spell my my name incorrectly, uh, but hopefully that'll still populate in the search field. Otherwise, you can go to ltw.org slash candid, uh, and that's the best way to, to find us there. Lots of great interviews, lots of great information. Um, it's a good source. Well, thanks, Jonathan Yusuf, for being my guest. I hope it wasn't horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a great pleasure. Candid is a podcast from Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Don't forget to connect with our social media pages on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And subscribe to Candid Conversations on your favorite podcast platform so that you never miss an episode. While there, please leave a review. It helps people to find us. As always, thank you for listening to and sharing this episode.